So my friends, with our readings today, uh, we reflect on a few points about the mercy of God, but I, I fear that the mercy of God is not properly understood and internalized uh, today. We talk about mercy a lot, uh, but here's the problem. Like C.S. Lewis, the great English author, said, uh, the problem with spreading the good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, is that people have either never heard or don't accept the bad news. And so let's start today with some bad news. Um, when we start our readings in the book of Exodus, this first reading, uh, the people of Israel, 50 days, just 50 days, after they've been led out of Egypt miraculously and walked through the Red Sea, uh, they start worshiping a cow. They, they start worshiping a golden calf, right? Like, it's not even two months after Exodus, and they're already like, hey, let's worship this golden calf, right? This is bad. These are God's people, and this is bad. And so when God says that he has let me alone, that my wrath may blaze up against them and consume them, like sin deserves punishment. And I think that that's something that we don't like talking about. Priests definitely don't like preaching about, um, but it's something that is true. Sin deserves punishment. That when we sin, when anyone sins, sin is an offense against the good God. And an act against goodness deserves punishment. We see, I mean, we get it among ourselves, right? When someone commits some act against a good person, or even more, against an innocent person. If you see an innocent person taken advantage of and treated uh, badly, we get this. This deserves punishment. And we, as a society, when we see innocents who are harmed in any way, we cry out for justice. This deserves to be punished. We get that. Like, we really do. But sin against God, God is all innocent. God has never done anything evil to anyone, ever. God freely created us out of nothing. And he loves us. And he does so much good for us. And our sins are offenses against God. Sin deserves punishment. And now, I know I've said it before, but it bears repeating. The gravity of an offense is measured by the person who's offended, right? So, um, I, maybe I've used, this, I've used it recently because I'll use the same sort of example. If I get into a fist fight with, well, let's say Deacon Jim, right? If I get into a fist fight with Deacon Jim, um, it... What's really going to happen? Well, for one of us, it's not going to work out so well. Probably Deacon Jim. Uh, but probably the consequences are going to end there. Right? We get into a little fist fight, whatever. The consequences end there. If I get into a fist fight with the President of the United States, I go to jail. Right? You get into a fist fight with the Pope, you get excommunicated. The gravity of an offense is measured by the one who is offended. When we sin, the offense of the sin is primarily against God, God Almighty. And so for grave sins against God and eternal punishment for an offense against eternal goodness is justice. That is fitting justice. Sin deserves punishment. And sin against eternal goodness deserves eternal punishment. And so the reality of hell there is not um, unjust. Rather, it's, it is pure justice. Acts against infinite goodness deserve infinite 
punishment. For all of it, eternal punishment. Okay, that's point number one of the bad news. Point number two of the bad news is... This saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We'll talk about that in a second. Of these, I am the foremost. It's really easy to talk about sin that deserves punishment for you over there, pointing at the wall, right? For you over there, your sin deserves eternal punishment. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Oh, who are these people that are going to end up being in hell for all eternity? Well, that person and that person, right? It's always about someone else. No. Of the sinners, I am the foremost. I'm the foremost. I have sinned. Me personally, Father Casey, I've sinned. I'm a sinner. And maybe because of the graces that have been given to me in holy orders, I could say that of all of us here in this church, of all of us sinners here, that I'm the foremost. Quite possibly true. Christ Jesus came to save sinners, but of these, I am the foremost. I am have sinned. The reality of a sin that deserves punishment is not something that could be abstracted or just passed off on someone else. It's about me. I'm a sinner. I deserve, because of my offenses against infinite goodness, I actually deserve eternal punishment. And that is strict justice. There's nothing unjust about that. For the end of my life, God said, Here's everything you've done against my innocence, against my goodness. And your punishment is an eternity of damnation. It wouldn't be like, that's not fair, God. Actually, no, that, that is fair when we see it clearly. That's very fair. Okay. So now that's all the bad news that C.S. Lewis says we've never heard. And to, if I'm honest with my preaching, I don't talk about it all that much. Um, but that's the bad news. Here's the good news. This saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came to save sinners. Christ Jesus. God himself. Not out of justice. Not because we earned it. But out of his total mercy. Came to save us from this. We've earned this. And he came to save us. Christ Jesus. God himself. Came to save us. By the blood of his cross. He gave up his life so that I could live for all of eternity in the happiness of the Holy Trinity. He died for me. Jesus paid the price for my sins. I have been redeemed by the good God. My sins have been washed clean. This is the mercy of Almighty God. God wants to save us. He rejoices that we are his children. He loves us. And we misbehave a lot. And so many people just see that God is like, yep, I actually want to damn you to hell for all of eternity. No, God doesn't want that. That's justice. But God's not what God wants. He wants to save us. He wants to redeem us. He comes looking for us. We have these two examples in the gospel. One man among you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them would not leave the 99 in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it. The answer there, I wouldn't, right? Only losing one out of 90. Like, you get a 99 on an exam in school, that's pretty good, right? I got a 99. You know, you get a, a 15, 90 on your SATs, like, you're a genius. Way to go. Um, you only losing the one? Not that big of a deal. Not for God. No way. Leaves 99 in the desert and comes in search of me. I'm that little one. 
walking away, getting lost, going and doing my own thing. God comes to search me, and I'm sure if each of us prays with this passage, we could say, yeah, that's me. And God has come looking for me. I didn't have to go find him. He came looking for me. Or again, what woman among you, having ten coins and losing one of them, wouldn't clean the entire house looking for it? Think about, like, yeah, okay, I lose a dollar bill, whatever. Like, we'll find it. Or, you know, you can't really buy too much for a dollar nowadays. Who cares? No. Go looking everywhere for it. Move everything around. And when you find it, hey, I found my $1 bill, everyone. Come, let's have a party. Let's celebrate. This is what God does. Jesus came to save sinners. And that's us. If we don't see that we have sinned, and if we don't see that our sin deserves punishment, then we don't have a savior. He didn't, he saved other people. He didn't save me. No, Jesus came to save sinners. I am the foremost. He came looking for me. Our God loves us. He comes looking for us. And when he finds us, there's rejoicing. The gospel starts because tax collectors and sinners were all drawn near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and the scribes complained about it. The church people complained about it because the sinners are coming near. We are the sinners, each and every one of us. And Jesus comes looking for us. And he died for us to take away our sins, to wash away our sins in his own precious blood. My friends, this is the real mercy of God. If we're going to talk about the mercy of God, if we're going to preach about it, if we're going to love to live the mercy of God that we receive here in his holy church, we need to understand what it rightly is. That God loves us and saves us from the just punishment for our sins. And so we ask our Lord today to renew in each of our hearts a sense of that mercy, the mercy which he has shown to each one of us. Of the sinners, I am the foremost. But Christ Jesus, while I was still dead in my sins, came to save me by his own precious blood. And so, Lord, we thank you for the great mercy and the great love which you show us. And please continue to inspire in us a great pursuit of that mercy in all things.